Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Yesterday, if you were listening to the programme with uh, Andrea, we were talking about how treatment for cocaine use among young people in Ireland has increased by 171% between 2011 and 2019. Now, the report from the Health Research Board found that Ireland now has the second highest proportion in Europe of 15 to 24-year-olds who have used cocaine. Uh, Just to reiterate, if you didn't hear, uh, the study found that hospitalisations due to drug use increased by 26% and alcohol-related hospitalisations by 12% between 2015 and 2018. There was a 171% increase in cases of young people receiving treatment for cocaine use between 2011 and 2019 and 83% rise in cocaine-related hospital emergencies between 2015 and 2019. So we have a major cocaine problem in Ireland. And as I said to you, a lot of people got in touch with the programme on the back of our conversation about it yesterday. And one of those people was a lady called Sally. And Sally sent us a, a text. I'm just going to read a bit of it. And she said, I am so glad that you're talking about cocaine. My son is in rehab for the second time with severe addiction at just 20. We are completely heartbroken. I have to watch the endless traffic of Nike hooded drug dealers at most street corners. The guards do not patrol the streets anymore and these young dealers will offer credit to most. My son racked up thousands in debt each time. And Sally joins us on uh, on the line. Sally, good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Live. Hi, Adrian. Thanks for having me. Sally, uh, firstly, that was a very brave message of you to uh, send because uh, a lot of us don't like to uh, talk about what's going on in our own homes when it's something like this. What made you decide to speak? I decided quite a long time ago when my son told me that he was having an addiction problem that we weren't going to be ashamed. So I have told everybody, okay. everybody in my neighborhood and my friends, it's not something to be ashamed of. It's an illness and it's an absolute epidemic for young people. Because as you know, a lot of people do kind of um, you know, sweep it under the carpet. They don't want to discuss yeah. it in, in public. So I, I admire your bravery for speaking out about this. And uh, obviously... This really has uh, gripped your whole family and not just your son. No, it's completely it's completely torn the family apart. It's devastated us. Um, it has reduced my son to being that completely, uh, just a, a really wretched-looking drug addict, um, pathetic-looking drug addict that you just couldn't take your your anger out on and and ask him, why are you doing this? It is Mm. an absolute illness. And this is the Uh, one thing about uh, cocaine that always strikes me. When we talk about drugs like uh, heroin, you expect to see pathetic drug addicts. You don't Mm. expect to see it, or at least it's not talked about when it comes to uh, cocaine, but that's what you're seeing with your own son, a pathetic drug addict. A pathetic drug addict having almost seizures in the bed and me ringing ambulances and asking for help on detox while we're waiting for rehab, which there is no 
detox for cocaine. We have methadone for heroin. There is no detox, but it is as pathetic as a heroin user. And again, as I said, it's it's not something that we even talk about the drug in terms of addiction in the same way that we talk about heroin addiction. But clearly from what you're telling me about your son, he is very addicted to this substance. My son has has been so addicted to this substance that he didn't want to be alive anymore. And he has said it numerous times. I don't want to be alive. He was taking diazepam from his sister's stock, she has severe epilepsy, and he was taking diazepam from the stock at home, and he really was taking levels that he shouldn't have been alive. Okay, so take take me to the start of this. Uh, What's fascinating about this story is your son is only 20, and he's already severely addicted to cocaine. Take me to the start of this. When did he start using cocaine? He started um, approximately age 15, 16. He had been using uh, lower-grade drugs like marijuana, which didn't appear to suit him, made him sick. Um, Drinking didn't really suit him. He wasn't a heavy drinker, but it did lead. And the scene that he was hanging out in, um, the dance scene, although I think it's in every nightclub up and down the country, led him to having free access and almost the drug being put from what he tells me on under his nose. Here you go. Have this. And sorry, this was at the age of 15 and 16? No, no. This would have been more more 18. It became more prevalent, but he certainly had tried it at 16 and 17. And you were obviously blissfully unaware of that, were you? Unaware. Unaware. I had caught him using marijuana and we thought that we'd put a stop to that. He did have mental health issues they weren't really being addressed, although we were trying our best to address those. Um, and um, so the mental health issues are, are certainly something to be aware of with um, any of this type of, of class A, class B. And sorry, do you, do you believe that he had mental health issues as a result of the drug use or he um, the drug use developed out of his mental health issues? I think both. <laughs> I think both. Definitely, I think the mental health issues on the one hand would have pushed him to be an extreme user where others may not have been. And so his addiction caught up with them quicker. Um, but certainly he has severe mental health issues as a result of the extreme use. Um, and so psychiatric issues would be there, would be prevalent. So at, at, at what point, Sally, did you start to realise that there was uh, an issue here, that your son uh, wasn't the young man that he had been? When did you realise this was that there was a problem here? Um, there was stealing from um, a bank account, and um, it took a while for him to own up to that, and we didn't really get to the bottom of, of why that was, um, the stealing. We didn't really get to the bottom of it. Um, and he you know he he lives he lived he lived at the time with his father and um from there it just became you know he was quite independent doing his own thing perhaps not going home at night it just escalated to be honest with you he had apologized he hadn't owned up to using drugs not until he was about nearly 19 did he own up and that was when there was like a, a, a serious addiction. Right, it was nearly too, nearly too late at that stage. Uh, by yeah, the time he'd that been you gambling really... to pay off debts, gambling gambling is a big factor, I believe. Um, he'd been gambling to pay off debts in excess of eight thousand euro, um, and I also paid off debts 
directly to drug dealers twice. Which is obviously something you never envisaged your life uh, to become. No, but I'd certainly rather that than have my doors broken in, mm. which is what I'm hearing happen at times to parents. Okay, so did he eventually say to you, Ma'am, I, I, I need help? Yeah. And he did. what did you I'm, say when he said that? I think we're one of the, I won't say lucky, but I think there was definitely um, a huge positive there insofar as he really, really was at rock bottom and knew he needed help and always wanted the help when it was becoming an issue. Um, so, you know, I, I, I just embraced the fact that the help was needed. Very, very difficult, though, when you're trying to get the help to keep him on the straight and narrow because for him, it's not about going out at night and staying out all night and having the crack. He really just wants to go out, score and, and lie in, in, come into the bedroom and just hide the use because he can't escape the use. He, he wouldn't care if he didn't see anybody from one end of the week to the next in that particular position, uh, just so long as he could get his hands on the drugs. He so was he, he he was gambling drugs. to feed a habit. He was uh, yeah. he became yeah. totally introverted. He had uh, interest in nothing but the drug itself. Yeah, he did. He did keep up his interest. He kept up a job at one point, but he was using on the job, and it left it left him vulnerable to, you know, finding obviously you know the temptations of dealing and all those kind of things if you're an addict. So um, I wouldn't have even called him a functional addict, certainly the next day if you tried to raise him out of the bed you'd realise you've somebody that is completely unconscious <laughs> foaming at the mouth, not able to even, you know, respond That That's is, I, I, I have to say again and I, I reiterate the point I was making you're describing yeah. to me something that I have always associated with somebody detoxing from heroin um, at age maybe 40 you'd yeah. kind of see, hear these pictures of somebody maybe in their 40s yes. or something as somebody on the street no this is not the case it's not the case you also quickly discovered uh, how difficult it is uh, to get help when you when you eventually reached out for help you discovered how difficult it is to actually get help um, I thought, that, you know, naively that it would be just a private centre that we try and um, finance. And I realised from the other side of the family that they put research in and, you know, really we should be looking at adolescents and, and that particular so that, they, you know, they're, they're in treatment with their peers. I realised that it was um, HSE funded and there's obviously a list and a paperwork and, you know, they have to actually assess, etc. And that can take, uh, you know, it can take months. This time around, I really pushed for it because, you know, I was completely broken, as was he. And we pushed for it and he had done so well the first time around. Um, unfortunately, there were factors there that made him relapse. But uh, yes, it is difficult. There's funding so desperately needed in this area. It is desperately needed. How is he now? He's been um, he's been for treatment. He relapsed yes. back for more treatment. Um, yes. How is he now? As I say, it's positive that he really embraces the treatment. Um, there are you know younger adults with him and slightly older adults. 
adolescents with him. And it is, it's very upsetting to see some of them, you know, in deep denial and saying they're not as bad or et cetera. He really owns up to what, what his issues are and he works hard at it. And even at that, when these kids come out, they're exposed to it everywhere. Right. In fact, I, I, I just got a text in this very moment on that and it says, my son is also 20. All his friends in college take cocaine before they go out and they all think this is normal and not a problem. Parents need to wake up to what's going on. Yeah, his life is ruined. He can't go. He can't go drinking with friends at age 21. I'm not saying that's the be all and end all, but our culture is based around drink. And, and socialising even, clubs, um, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and cocaine is rife. It is an epidemic. It is everywhere. We're not speaking about it enough. We are not okay, so, speaking about it. And, and, it and, and as I said, I, I, ruin your child's that's life. what I was about it's to say. I, yeah. I, I'm uh, happy to hear your story because your story is so shocking uh, of a young man uh, being a pathetic drug addict at yeah. uh, 20 and we're not talking about heroin here. We're talking about cocaine, which in many circles is glamorized as being uh, the cool drug and all of that. I am very happy to hear your story because I think that needs to scare the living daylights out of people. Yeah, it's not glamorous. It's not glamorous at all when, you, when you're when you seizing in your bed, foaming in your mouth and, and wetting yourself. That's not glamorous. No, it certainly isn't. When you can't leave it, when you're doing two, three grams a day, it's not glamorous. Sally, stay with and me for one second. He will hate yourself. I mean, he hated himself for what he was doing to his family, and mm. he still couldn't help us. He still couldn't help us. So you are destroying your lives. It will catch up with you. I've seen it in my own lifetime with friends. It will destroy you. It will catch up with you. Sally, stay with me for one second, if you can, please, because Sarah Cassidy is the head of clinical services with Ajairi, a community and residential services which help young people, adults and families to overcome addiction. Sarah, were you alarmed by uh, that study on the widespread use of cocaine in this country? Hi, Adrian. No, it certainly didn't come as a shock because this is what we've been working with over the last number of years. Um, I had a quick snapshot there just today just to have a look at where we are in regards to cocaine and currently um, in our adolescent young people centre in Kilkenny, age 15 to 21, 58% of the young people currently in treatment are there because of cocaine as the primary. In our adult centre in care, which is age 20 and upwards, currently 30% of clients in treatment are in as a result of cocaine as a primary. That's compared to 17% last year. Okay. And I assume then the uh, the other 70% in that age uh, cohort is for alcohol or other drugs. Exactly. So it's predominantly alcohol, uh, weed or opiates. Okay. But, but the point yeah. being that the proportion of people receiving treatment for cocaine use, um, chronic cocaine use, has dramatically increased in recent years. It's dramatically escalated and more so in the younger cohort, age 15 to 21. 
One of the things that shocked me from uh, Sally's story, as I mentioned just a moment ago, is how she describes her addicted son uh, in a way that most of us would have always associated with heroin use and certainly not cocaine use, a strung out drug addict. Um, But that is the reality for some, that that's where it heads and that's what it becomes. Exactly. That's the reality of what we're working with. In, in the adolescent or young person's unit in Kilkenny, we have residential detox to detox off all substances at a low level, but it's magically monitored. What I mean by that is, yes, Sally is absolutely right. There's no medical detox for cocaine, but there is a symptomatic detox and a psychological detox. And that's what we're needing to work with uh, currently in Kilkenny and in care. Um, so we are talking about young people that are completely incapacitated by the drug of, that they're utilizing, as in cocaine, or polysubstance dependence, like Sally referred to then in regards to the maybe having a combination of benzodiazepines, cocaine, weed, alcohol. It can be a polysubstance issue. Um, but irregardless of it's cocaine on its own, there's a symptomatic and a psychological detox aspects that has to occur prior to beginning residential treatment. The person is unable to to function to even do treatment until that piece is put in place. It really is. Uh, it really is shocking. Let me ask you. One of the other things that Sally discovered in her journey with her son uh, is how difficult in this country it actually is to get uh, treatment. Now, obviously, yeah. uh, you're in that front line, but it is difficult, isn't it? Absolutely, though, Adrian. Like, if you consider that Ashlyn Ashiri in Kilkenny is the only adolescent unit to provide detox and treatment for people aged 15 to 21 in the whole country, and our capacity is up to 16 young people at one time. That is a tiny cohort of what we're mm. looking at in regards to the overall problem. And of, 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 of those 16, how long would they be with you? So predominantly it's a seven-week process and it may move up to nine weeks depending on the young person's needs. Because as Sally referred to too, we're having huge issues obviously with mental health as well. And so both pieces, mental health and addiction, need to be worked on at the same time. Um, And that can extend out the length of stay a little bit longer. What do we need to do to firstly get that message out um, to young people? And I'm I'm just reading some of the messages that are coming in. Like, my son is 30, bright, well-educated, and we only found out uh, recently he's been taking cocaine for three years and gambling to pay for it. Uh, It's so shocking to us. How do we get that message out there that this isn't the glamorous uh, drugs that, uh, that some people seem to think it is? Yeah, I mean, we're working with people from every demographic and every walk of life from all over Ireland. So it, it, it's, it's, an, it's an epidemic in itself in that it, it doesn't, it's not exclusive to any one population and it's by no means glamorous. What I would say is that the, although it can be difficult to access the funding initially, I would say to any young person or any person or a family member to please ring initially or email or go on the website to get information from Ashiree about how to get the ball rolling and get the process going and get a lot there's quite a, an amount of help that we can give to the family members in the immediate um, 
there's no there's no weight in regards to that. Mm. So it's it's just picking up the phone or emailing us and and getting that ball rolling because we're here ready to help. Um, but again, it, it, people don't know where to start. They don't know. Okay, but you, you uh, with a phone call could be a start point. And the um, exactly. your service exactly. is called Ash Irie uh, A I S E Father I or I Father. Uh, if you Correct. want to uh, contact them, even by phone, uh, to uh, discuss Sarah. Thank you very much indeed uh, for talking to us. Sarah Cassidy is the head of clinical services with Ash Irie. And um, S- Sally, I wanted to just go back to you. Um, just to wish you and your uh, son the very best uh, in this journey. I, I, I admire you for uh, speaking so publicly and openly about what you, uh, your son and your family have been have been going through. And thanks very much indeed for talking to us. I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.